0: children will get 10 or 12 virus illnesses a year and it's going back to the basics and we talk about the basics an awful lot so you know especially in children promoting hand hygiene so washing their hands regularly to prevent the spread of infection and bugs and we know that and also good cough etiquette
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing podcast. My name is Virgil Fox and today we're going to be talking about winter wellness and we'll be speaking with a GP about how we can best prepare for all that the winter has to offer and what we can do to keep well. If you'd like to get in touch with us about the podcast in any way, you can email us at healthandwellbeing.communications at hse.e and we do appreciate your support in listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast with anybody you think would make good use of it. So our special guest today is Dr. Edel Doorley. Edel works as the HSE GP Antimicrobial Resistance and Infection Control Advisor and she has some great advice for us in the run-up to Christmas and with winter upon us now we really need to focus on health protection. You're very welcome Edel.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: We're in the middle of winter now and there's lots of colds and flus and viruses circulating. I suppose we should expect this at this time of year, shouldn't we?
0: Absolutely. I think after the midterm break, we often see that there's an increase in coughs, colds, viruses, flu like symptoms in children and adults alike. And even I can tell this week there's a great difference. There's a lot more children attending our practice on a daily basis for assessment of the coughs, temperatures, colds like that. So I think we're seeing a definite increase in it um, in the last number of weeks.
1: So, in terms of parents that might be listening, when you mention young people like that, what kind of things should we be looking at to kind of stuck for the winter?
0: Well, when we're talking about children, I think it's fair to say, you know, it's well acknowledged that children will often experience by 10 to 12 viral illnesses a year. Um, and these are often illnesses that parents can manage at home. So, for example, we often recommend them to uh, look at the Common Conditions website, which the HSE uh, runs, which is a great practical website, which gives practical tips on the common cold, earache, headache, sore throat that parents can manage children. But in terms of medication, a lot of these children's symptoms will resolve with simple pain relief such as ibuprofen or urofen within a couple of days. So the recommendation would be maybe to stock up on those medications should your child have a pain or a fever. And obviously, if the child is not improving over a period of time, we'd recommend to seek medical help either through a GP or obviously people can be seen in the out of hours setting if it's out of working hours.
1: So there's good advice available there on that Common Conditions website on the hsc.ie.
0: Absolutely. It's a brilliant resource. There's so much practical advice there that you can look at to give you reassurance and confidence. However, if you're still unsure, you can by all means seek medical attention.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think that's a very good point that you make there that expect to get these things that, you know, sometimes we get surprised by them or we're kind of frustrated. And the winter and Christmas itself, it's such a stressful time of the year. That we'd be, I suppose, we're foolish not to prepare by having those basic medicines to mind ourselves at home.
0: Absolutely, but I think as much as, you know, one key thing that we like to do as healthcare professionals is manage expectations. So I'm keen to point out to parents that children will experience these viral illnesses, but that doesn't, I suppose, negate for the stress that happens at the time when the child is unwell. And for myself, I have a 10-month-old child and I've never really experienced a winter like this where I have a child who's been sick for the whole of October because they've been in creche and they're surrounded by other children and she's picking up lots of viral illnesses. So, um, you know, this winter is a new experience for me because I'm experiencing as a parent, so yeah. now as a doctor, when I'm seeing these parents, I can have more empathy. Obviously, seeing them with these children that are persistently unwell, um, and it is reminding myself as well that these children will get ten or twelve virus illnesses a year. And it's going back to the basics, and we talk about the basics an awful lot. So you know, especially in children, promoting hand hygiene, so washing their hands regularly to prevent the spread of of infection and bugs, and we know that, and also good cough etiquette. Uh, so there's an initiative called Catch It, Kill It, Bin It because we know the viruses remain alive. So the best thing to do is bin it. So that's a great initiative that the HSE rolled out, especially with the children's schools. And we see it definitely rolled out in the schools. And even in the creche, when I go to pick up my daughter, I see they're great at advocating for washing hands and coughing into their elbow if they don't have an available tissue. So definitely the basics are there. We need to go back to them, but it needs to be reiterated to adults also.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a strong message to adults. Like we got that message fed to us at the beginning of the around cough etiquette as if it was a new thing but we do have to remember ourselves i see the children leading by example sometimes with their cough etiquette in particular
0: absolutely and it's going back to the basics we want to make sure we're doing the stuff to prevent infection so that includes the hand hygiene cough etiquette but also it's simple making sure that if you're eligible for a vaccine you're taking that opportunity because that will give you additional protection for the winter months also
1: Yeah, we should highlight the vaccines in particular around COVID and and flu. We've done an episode on a podcast episode on the COVID vaccine, trying to explain them. But they are one of the basics
0: now as well, aren't they? Absolutely. So, you know, the flu vaccine has always been there. We've had great success in rolling that out and people are great at uptaking on the flu vaccine. I'm always conscious that people have had a number of COVID boosters now and there's a little bit of COVID fatigue there. But I think that we have to go back and look at how well the COVID vaccination programme worked during December 21 to March 23. And some of the recent HSE evidence revealed that the COVID vaccination programme prevented 16,000 deaths and over 100,000 hospital admissions during that period.
1: That's remarkable, isn't it? That's really remarkable, isn't it?
0: Absolutely remarkable. But I understand there that there's some fatigue with patients with regard to another COVID vaccine, but I go back and just reiterate the facts. And even this week alone, the first week in November, I think there was approximately 430 COVID cases that week alone. And it was the most vulnerable patients from the age of 75 to 84 that were affected. So, you know, these are the categories of people that we really want to target and make sure that we're giving them great protection for the winter.
1: So let's talk about some of those vulnerable populations, because you know, some of those people may be listening to this podcast, but definitely a lot of our podcast audience, um, you know, they're, they're living in neighborhoods with some of those vulnerable people. They may be checking in on them as frontline healthcare workers. They may see them coming into their health services for a variety of reasons. So older people need to be taking their preventative vaccines and stocking up for the Christmas for pain relief and things like that.
0: Absolutely. I think key points, you know, if you are kind of just want to prepare yourself for the winter months, make sure you're registered with a GP. If not, make sure you know where the out of hours services or the emergency services should you need them in any event. We would always recommend if you're on prescribed medication to make sure you have your prescriptions. So you're not going to run out in those winter months. Make sure that you get your vaccinations, whether it's the COVID vaccine, the flu vaccine or the pneumococcal vaccine. And the pneumococcal vaccine is a vaccine that's for people over the age of 65 that prevents against pneumonia, septicemia and melangitis so it's a really important vaccine to have and that's generally a one-off vaccine and they can speak to their gp about that in addition we would recommend that people are when they are unwell they avoid contact with others to avoid spreading the illness but also for protection from themselves and make sure that they're resting sleeping and drinking plenty of fluids
1: there are three basics i i see a lot you know the rest you know, people do need to stop the visiting. Is is you know? I think people got that message during COVID, like you know that if you're not unwell, you are going to spread what you're unwell with. But the the rest and the water and the hydration, even that, that the message that you've I heard you give around having warm drinks, you know, I think that's very basic stuff that a lot of us have on hand but sometimes neglect.
0: Yeah, I think they are simple steps. And sometimes I think when I'm in practice and I'm seeing patients, if I could write rest as a prescription, that would be a great remedy. Because I think we were in such a busy time of our lives where we're back to normal activities post-COVID. We're trying to do everything. And then when you suggest to somebody that they need to rest or time off work, obviously some people can't do that. So they're kind of ploughing through the illness that they have but in some case it is simple rest sleep eating well and you know taking care of yourself with simple pain relief um, and often that will kind of deal with many of the symptoms that we see over the winter period
1: yeah one of our guests in the past i think it was ian power uh, from spunout.ie spoke about sleep as the silver bullet of loads of different things in relation to young people and adults and especially as an antidote to stress that we need to take time to switch off and, and hopefully the winter can be, you know, should be a time of recuperation rather than, you know, sickness if we take our prevention messages seriously.
0: Absolutely. And we're always conscious, I suppose, winter can be a challenging time for people, especially people who are isolated, because we know the winter period, they're dull, dreary, dark nights. And for some people, they experience low mood and energy. But as you said, there are simple things like getting good sleep, make sure you're going out and exercising, engaging with other people, eating well, resting. All of those can have such a positive impact on your mind and your mental health. It's something that we would encourage everybody to do over the winter months and keep in contact with friends and family also.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things, and I've heard you say this on an interview with, with Clara Byrne recently around the social connections that we should be maintaining, like some of the things that we did during COVID are real strong winter messages as well around social connection, even the baking and the like, you know, making nutritious food for yourselves, like that can help you Is a process of doing and then, you know, giving good nutrition to yourself and your family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's but it's, it's as we said before, it's going back to the basics and connecting with people and having those conversations, which I think we'd probably forgotten for a while. But everybody very much enjoyed it. And the winter periods, there are some people who I'm very cognizant who don't have that support network. But I think it's always key to point out that there's lots of organisations that they can get additional support from if they don't have family members, so they can avail of, you know, the Samaritans, Aware. There's another service called Text About It a house. So there's lots of resources out there and I, I never want somebody to feel alone and that they can't speak to somebody. So always remember, if you don't have that family supporter connection, look at the organisations that are out there and speak to your GP if you're still feeling low.
1: And we've got our own yourmentalhealth.e website we should signpost people to as well. There's a lot of mental health supports there. But I absolutely take your point about those long winter evenings and I would encourage people also to engage in some physical activity because that can really lift your mood and The home can seem comforting uh, at some times during the long winter, but it is important to get out, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I think even out, you know, going out for 10 or 15 minutes for a walk around your area or, you know, staying close if that's what you'd like to do, those 15 minutes outside are invaluable. You're getting fresh air, you're kind of meeting people, whether you talk to them or not, you're just engaging with them on some level. But it's really good for the endorphins and making you feel better and and lifting your mood. And there's also, I suppose, the element of routine. I mean, we want people to get up and about and go about the routine and give them a sense of purpose because if they don't do that that can make the days even longer and you feel kind of lower in yourself and so it's really important to get out and about and and do that exercise and if you can short walks it doesn't have to be you know high aerobic activity but you know consistent short walks a couple of times a week are really important.
1: So Edel it is important to know where you can get help in your locality isn't it?
0: Well, I suppose the important thing is to recognize where you can get help. And despite all our best efforts, people are going to get on well over the winter months. And it's really where you access help in that instance. So obviously, um, in daytime services, you can access help from your GP. If it's out of hours, you can see the out of hours GP, of which there are a number of services nationwide. So it's a good idea to be aware of those numbers should you need to call them pharmacies are a great resource you can pop in and speak to the pharmacist about some queries and they may direct you towards the GP or they may be able to offer you some sources of advice minor injury units uh, there's a number of them across the country and they're great for helping with burns or injuries or falls or query fractures so you can get a lot of help there so you don't need to go to the necessarily the main AE departments and I suppose we're always aware that the A&E departments are for serious illnesses that's not to say you can't attend if you're don't have a serious illness, but just be mindful you could be waiting long periods of time if it isn't a serious illness. So try and utilize some of the other um, health care facilities if you think that they can help you in some way.
1: OK, so there's loads of information there. And I suppose the key piece really is, you know, you can mind yourself at home in a lot of instances, and you can certainly do a lot of things to prevent illness severity with you and your children or families.
0: Absolutely. Self-care is very important. Back to the basics, my top three tips would be make sure you're washing your hands good cough etiquette, uptaking on your vaccinations and then just the daily routine of eating well, sleeping well and making sure you're getting plenty of fluids and rest and that will often cure many of the viral illnesses that we're seeing out there at the moment.
1: Okay, I'd like to thank you very much, Idel, for all that information and I, I suppose in terms of another signpost for listeners, keep an eye on the social feeds of the HSE in terms of their social media channels on Instagram, Twitter at HSC Live and HSC on Facebook. All the information is there. There may be updates needed and available during the winter uh, months as well. So um, I'd encourage you to keep an eye on those. Adele, I'd like to thank you again for your helpful advice. And I'd like to thank all the listeners for tuning into another episode of the HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing podcast.